You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland as the Indians continue to play unbelievably successful baseball. The win streak is now at 16 in a row. Here it comes. Swung on, chopped on the right side. Lindor gloves it, sets, throws, bogging. And the streak continues. We will take a look back at all 16 games of the record-breaking run for the Tribe, a franchise record 15 in a row set on Thursday night, and they just keep going, zeroing in on a major league best and uh, we'll see if they can make that happen on this homestand. Also, two of the Tribe's hottest hitters, Jose Ramirez and Roberto Perez, will stop by. I, think, I mean, it's September. We're looking for a you know, playoff run, and it's, it's a nice time to get hot. We will also visit with one of the Indians' September call-ups, Greg Allen, as he talks about his first week in the major leagues. The guys that they have in and out of the clubhouse, you know, I think it's no surprise that um, they've had the success that they've had these past couple of years. And former Indians player and now Indians infield coordinator John McDonald stops by. First ball swinging, banks it up the middle. Johnny Mack makes a sliding stop, gets up, throws out Guzman. What a play by John McDonald. That's all coming up as Tribe Talk gets rolling right here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are playing the Orioles this weekend. And an earlier show today, if you're hearing this live, due to the day game on Saturday, a nice change up for a Saturday afternoon, a 105 first pitch against Baltimore, and then a night game on Sunday, ESPN, here in town, televising Sunday night at 8:10. Normally, we take a look at the week in review, but in honor of the Indians' franchise record-breaking 15 wins in a row, which is now 16 after Friday night's victory, we thought we'd take a look back at the streak in review and pick out a highlight from each of the 15 wins that set the new franchise record. And who knows, maybe we do the same thing next week for a much longer win streak. But we take you back to the first win in the streak. It was Thursday night, August the 24th, Indians hosting the Red Sox, the finale of that four-game series. And the Indians were looking for a split in the final game of that four-game set. Plenty of offense in this one, including a bomb from Jay Bruce. Now the wind and pitch. Swung on, blasted, deep center field. This ball is gone. Holy smokes. Over the 19-foot wall in center. Bruce has hit his fourth home run with the Indians. His first at progressive field as an Indian. And overall, number 33 for Jay Bruce, 9-4 to four Indians as he got a hanging curveball and hit it over the 19-foot wall in center field. My goodness. So a 13-6 win started the streak back on August the 24th. Next night, Royals in town. 
Tribe and Kansas City doing battle for what could be an important series near the top of the American League Central Division. Indians with a commanding lead looking to put the Royals away, so to speak. And with Kansas City in town for that three-game weekend series, Ryan Merritt was on the mound to start that series, game one, and he was just outstanding. The pitch. Strike three. Call. Painted the inside corner. Perez has some words for Sam Holbrick. Folks, Ryan Merritt's only made 77 pitches in six innings. And he is throwing a shutout. This is the longest he's ever gone in a major league game. What a pick-me-up for the Indians. Ryan Merritt has been tonight. So a 4-0 Tribe win the next night. Again, the Royals in town. Game two of the series. Same score in the end. 4-0. And this time, it was Mike Clevenger and the Indians' bullpen that were magnificent. And there's no question the play of this game came from Bradley Zimmer in the fifth inning. Outfield playing it straight up on Lorenzo Kane. Clevenger from the stretch. Here's his pitch. Swung on, line drive. Left center field, long run, Zimmer. Leaps! Did he make the catch? Oh, he did! Highlight reel catch by Bradley Zimmer. The only way this game is still scoreless is because Zimmer played Superman again. Flying through the air to haul in that line drive off the bat of Lorenzo Cain. Unbelievable. So, yes, not only hitting and pitching outstanding for the Tribe during this streak, but great defense as well. Sunday, Indians looking for the sweep of the Royals. Game four of the streak. And it was a day where there was little doubt early on as the Indians put this one away early in the second inning thanks to Jan Gomes. Breeze blowing in on an overcast Sunday. Tribe routing the Royals 8 to nothing. Bases loaded, one out in the second. The pitch. Swung and blasted to deep left. Away, back and goal. Jan Gomes has hit the Indians. Fifth grand slam. And the Indians have removed, if there was any doubt, leading it 12 to nothing, a nine-run second inning. What a day, what an inning for Jan Gomes. So a 12-nothing victory for the Tribe, completing the sweep of the Royals. Four straight wins in the books for the Indians, and it was on to New York and the beginning of an 11-game road trip, New York, Detroit, and Chicago. Three games in the Bronx, and it was all long ball in the opener as the Indians took the early lead thanks to Jose Ramirez. The payoff swung on this has hit a ton to deep right center, and it is gone. Jose Ramirez with a solo homer to right center, his 19th. The pitch. Swung on, blasted. Deep right field. Way up and out of here into the second deck. Jose Ramirez, two. New York, two. Boy, did he put a charge into that baby. A second deck homer to right by Jose Ramirez to tie this game at two. And he now has 20 bombs on the year. Tribe went on to a 6-2 win, win number five in the streak. 
And then Tuesday, a rainout. Mother Nature with a win, but uh, it wasn't enough to stop the Indians as the next day. And a doubleheader against the Yankees. It was business as usual. Game one, the Tribe got two runs in the first inning. And thanks to more dominant pitching, that would be enough. Curveball swung on a one-hop smash. Gobbled up at second by Ramirez. What a great job he did taking that tough hop and really kind of smothering it in his midsection. And Trevor Bauer has given the Indians six innings and only allowed a run. So the Tribe won the opener 2-1. to one. In the nightcap, Ryan Merritt was on the mound once again, and once again he did the job with an Indians offense as well that was really starting to roll. Down the wind in the pitch to Lindor. It swung on and hammered high and deep to left field and gone. Frankie Lindor hits his 25th. Ten of them right-handed. A moonshot in the Bronx. Nine to one Indians. What a day for Frankie Lindor. Four hits in the doubleheader. Nine to four, the final score. The Indians win game two. The win streak was at seven. A much needed off day came on Thursday, August the 31st. And then last Friday, September 1st, a day night doubleheader in Detroit. Tribe trying to keep the streak alive. Game one saw the Indians and Tigers battle to a 2 2 tie through eight innings. And in the ninth, the Tribe would strike for what proved to be the decisive run. Now the 1 2 pitch. Swung on, fly ball, headed to deep right center. Long run for the Tigers, and this ball is going to short hop the wall. Bruce hits second. He's making the turn. He's on his way to third. He is in sliding with a triple. Jay Bruce has just tripled for the first time all year. Infield in the pitch. Lindor with the line drive, base hit, center field. He nearly decapitated Shane Green. The Indians take a 3-2 lead. And Frankie Lindor blisters a single to center to drive in Jay Bruce. Lindor gets RBI number 67. And the Indians are back on top. 3-2 here in the ninth inning. 3-2, the Tribe wins the opener and in the nightcap, Another blowout, and this time great pitching courtesy of Mike Clevenger and the bullpen, and a big day at the plate for one of two of the Tribe's hot-hitting catchers, Roberto Perez. First pitch swinging, and Perez driving a deep left field. Gone! Roberto Perez with his third RBI. A bullet home run over the fence in left. He has four home runs. He had a two-run single his last time up. He smoked the first Blaine Hardy offering, and it's 6-0 Indians. 10-0 the final score. Indians win the nightcap. The win streak was at 9 after Friday night's doubleheader sweep. On to Saturday, another game in Detroit, and once again it was the Indians taking the lead early and never looking back as they led this one 5-0 after 5. And with Tri-Base Corey Kluber on the mound, that is always plenty of run support. And the pitch. Swing and a miss. Corey Kluber with another strikeout. It's his sixth as he gets Navarro. And through six, Cleveland dominating Detroit again. 5-2 to two, the final. The Indians make it 10 in a row heading into Sunday's game at Detroit. Tribe looking for another sweep. And thanks to a monster day from Jose Ramirez, they made it happen.
Indians eight, Tigers one, eighth inning. Ramirez leading it off. He awaits the payoff. Here it comes. A swing and a drive to deep center. Jones going back. Still back. It's over his head. Hits the track. Goes up against the wall. It's a three-double, two-homer game for Jose Ramirez. And in any other ballpark, he'd have his first three-homer game. He hit the track in dead center, which is 420 feet away. Oh, my goodness. Jose Ramirez. 11-1, to the final score. Indians had won 11 in a row, heading to Chicago to take on the White Sox on Labor Day Monday. The win streak was at 11, and with rosters expanded in the final month of the season, several young Indians players are up with the ball club from the minor leagues and making an impact, including Francisco Mejia. Mejia in there from the left side against the right-hander. Here's the pitch. And it's swung on, lined up the middle, a base hit into center field. Rounding third, heading for home is Santana. The throw is dropped at the plate. Santana scores. And the Indians take a 3-0 lead. And they do it on the first major league hit for Francisco Mejia. And it drives in a run. Well, how about that? Francisco Mejia gets that first base hit, and it's just a solid line drive single to center. He'll enjoy that one. So as a 5-3 to three Indians win on Labor Day Monday behind Trevor Bauer, and the Indians had a 12-game win streak at that point. Tuesday night, game two of the series, actually the first game that saw the opposition take a lead of any kind during the streak, which again was now at 12 games. White Sox had a 4-3 lead when Jose Ramirez took charge. Now the 2-2. Breaking ball, swung on, blasted. Deep left center. This game is tied. A hanging breaking ball, and Jose Ramirez has done it again. A solo blast to left center. And we have got ourselves a 4-4 game, and Jose Ramirez has his third multi-homer game on this road trip. 9-4, to four, the Tribe wins it, 13 in a row for the Indians heading into Wednesday night in Chicago, trying to tie the franchise record of 14 wins in a row. It was set last season, and Carlos Carrasco turned in a masterpiece. Carrasco comes set, the 1-2 pitch. Swung on a dribbler, rolled towards second. Gonzalez gloves, throws, got him! Ball game! The Indians make it 14 straight. They equal the club record for the longest winning streak in franchise history, a record they set one year ago, and a chance to break it tomorrow night with arguably the best pitcher in the American League in Corey Kluber. The Indians with a 5-1 to win over Chicago. And they would break the franchise record on Thursday night in Chicago, the final game of an 11-game road trip. It was another Indians slugfest. The pitch. Allen with a drive to deep left. Away, back and gone. How about that? The first major league home run for Greg Allen. Oh, did he put a charge into that one. Ten to two Indians. Oh, is this kid going to be something special? Thank you, Jonathan Lucroy. He swings at this pitch and drives one to deep center. 
Long run for Angle. He's at the wall. It is gone. How about that? Eric Gonzalez has his first multi-homer game. Hit that one just to the right of center. And the Indians now lead it 11-2 in a career night for Eric Gonzalez. Two home runs and four RBIs. 11-2, the final score, 15 in a row, a new franchise record set by the Indians on Thursday night in Chicago. And they wasted no time getting it going on Friday night here in Cleveland, opening up a new homestand, trying to keep the win streak alive. And Edwin Encarnacion got it going early. Outfielders, they're fairly deep straight away, but off the lines. The pitch swung on, towering blast, deep center. It's got a chance. It is gone! Edwin Encarnacion, three, Baltimore, nothing. A towering three-run blast to dead center. Number 34, and give Encarnacion 88 RBIs. How is he on a roll? Encarnacion now with a nine-game hitting streak and has four home runs in that nine-game stretch. So the Tribe won at 5 nothing on Friday night here at Progressive Field. 16 wins in a row heading into play on Saturday. Stay tuned. Tribe Talk continues after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhaus back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Well, one of the keys for the Indians has been production from the catcher's spot. The Indians catchers, when you look at Jan Gomes and Roberto Perez heading into play on Thursday night, that combination, Gomes and Perez, had hit 15 home runs and driven in 82 runs. Would you take that from an everyday catcher? That's basically what the Indians are doing with two different catchers, both of whom do tremendous work behind the plate. And now as the season winds down, both are really starting to hit their stride at the plate. We had a chance to visit with Roberto Perez, and he talked about the keys to his current hot stretch at the dish. Um, being able to not try to do too much at the plate, um, just throwing uh, the barrel to the ball and trying to stay, like, up the middle more than anything, uh, especially when, you know, you get that opportunity to play uh, once or twice a week. Um, but, uh, you know, then you see good things happening and uh, building your confidence up and um, see it's working and you got to stick with it. So that's what I'm doing right now. And it seems like you're playing just a little bit more, maybe not a whole lot more, but a little bit. And, and has that helped at all and, and just – being at this point in the season, feeling good at this point in the season because of the playing time? Oh, of course. I think. I mean, it's September. Uh, we're looking for a you know playoff run, and it's, it's a nice time to get hot. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you just want to you know feel good about yourself and try to uh, help your team win in any any way you can. Um, you know, like I always say, you know, defense for me is first. And if I hit, it's a plus. So uh, it's nice to contribute to the team. Roberto Perez joining us. Uh, you obviously a huge part of, of the postseason run a year ago. So you know what makes this team click. And you've seen it when it's gone real well. And, and the Indians have gone through a real nice stretch here of late. 
back-to-back days with double headers and and everybody contributes is that the type of situation that kind of brings the team together when when players who maybe haven't been here all year are helping out as well I think so I think everybody's aware of you know we have double headers um, the, this team it's you know we have a lot of energy we have a lot of young guys um, that they like to compete um, no matter what the situation is and I, I think everybody knew you know we have Tough double headers. Uh, I mean, it's hard to play two games, you know, back to back in the same day. But uh, you know, guys, guys know what we need to do, and uh, you know, we're in the playoff run, so we're uh, we're trying to clinch, and uh, and we're doing whatever we need to to do that. And you're doing it with at one point in time nine players on the disabled list, but that doesn't seem to bother this club, and and some clubs I know that would would be a real problem for, but not the Indians. Why do you think that's so? I don't know. That that I think it's just the the clubhouse, how how our team is. Um, I think you know we we we're not we don't think about it. I think uh, guys that fill in are doing a pretty good job, and they get comfortable, you know, pretty quick. Uh, but it, I mean, it's nice to see Urshela, you know, filling in Jandi. Um, those guys, you know, when you see them coming up here and contribute, I mean, it's nice to see, and, it, and it's fun to watch, especially for, you know, younger guys. So uh, hopefully we continue to do this and and uh, clinch. I think that's what, we, that's what we want. Fun to watch is true. It has been fun to watch, no question. Roberto, thanks so much for coming by. No problem. That's Roberto Perez talking about the team and also his hot stretch behind the plate and boy are the Indians pleased with the work of their catchers Jan Gomes and Roberto Perez forming a great combination handling the pitching staff extremely well and contributing offensively also. Jose Ramirez well he's been contributing offensively all season long with great results having an MVP caliber year he had a day to remember on Sunday with five extra base hits only the 13th player in Major League history to have five extra base hits in one game. He was the American League Player of the Week the week gone by, and with translation help from Anna Bolton, we had a chance to visit with Jose earlier this week, and he talked about what's helped him become one of the toughest outs in baseball. I mean, thank God I've had success in um I've been focused and working hard, and thankfully I've been getting good pitches to hit and been getting good swings on them. And when you look at, at the season, I think every player goes through some ups and downs. I won't even say that you would ever be in a slump, maybe a slower uh, portion of the season than you had earlier. What was the key, or what's the difference when you're going well as opposed to when you're not getting as many base hits? Um, in reality, I've, I mean, it's not anything bad. I've, I go out to the game, every single game, with the same enthusiasm, um, the same energy that I always have. And, I mean, I'm not perfect, and neither is any other player in, in professional baseball. We're not perfect. Um, but we all just go out there and do our best and try to take advantage of whatever situation, whatever opportunity arises. Defensively, you've been over at second base a lot more recently because of the injuries. Uh, we take it for granted. You play well at third. You play well at second. How challenging is it to, to move back and forth between the two? 
Bueno, como yo estoy viniendo de tercera o segunda, tú sabes. Um, no, no to be honest, it really wasn't that difficult to move to second because uh, I honestly feel more comfortable there. It's been my position since I was a little kid. And it seems like you and Francisco Lindor, the double play combo is tremendous. Is that something he looks forward to doing when he can get over there and, and play up the middle with Francisco? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've known Lindor. We've played together for a long time. We played together in AAA. We spent some time together at low single A. And I know him well and, and enjoy playing with him. Jose Ramirez joining us with translation from Anna Bolton. Indians on a 12-game winning streak. Terry Francona says, don't look at what happened the day before. He doesn't even keep track of winning streaks. How about the players? Do you, are you guys aware of, of how long this has gone on now, a 12-game winning streak at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think he said it all right there. We are, we feel good. We feel like we're doing well, and we need to find ways to win every single night. And when you look at, at how it's been going, some key players have been hurt, but others have come in and played well. Uh, are you surprised at all the way the team has played better as it's gone down the stretch with some challenges, both with the schedule and, and some players on the disabled list? Uh, yeah, I mean, in reality, like, we have had some issues. We've had some struggles, but this is a wonderful team, and, and we're playing good ball right now. Jose, it's been fun to watch. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Gracias. That's Jose Ramirez with translation help from Anna Bolton, as always. And, man, what a season for Ramirez as we head down the stretch. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll visit with one of the newest Cleveland Indians. That's Greg Allen, the outfielder just up from AAA. That comes your way shortly on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Indians and the Orioles on Saturday afternoon at 105. And then on Sunday night at 8.10, then Detroit's in town for three and Kansas City for four to wrap up what will be a 10-game homestand. Come on out to the ballpark. You may see something special as the win streak is still intact at 16 wins in a row after the win over the Orioles on Friday night. Greg Allen is up with the ball club. He's a speedy outfielder who has been working his way through the Indians' minor league system played at AA Akron this season, had an injury that laid him up for a while, a broken hamate bone in his hand, so he missed two months, but the Indians saw enough in spring training in Major League Camp from Allen to feel that he can help this ball club down the stretch with his speed and defensive capabilities. Well, he's gotten some base hits, too, including his first Major League home run out of the way, and when we caught up with Greg earlier this week, he talked about getting that call up and if it's everything he thought it would be so far. I think it's everything and more. Um, uh, you know, just being able to have this opportunity and, you know, to be around, you know, such a great group of guys and just, just a great team. Obviously, you know, we've been playing well. And, um, you know, if anything, it's been fun just to be up here and just learn from, from, from the coaching staff and from the players. Your year was, was different than most because you had to deal with an injury. Uh, because of that, did you think that you would get a call in September, or did you still have that focus that, that if you did some good things the last month or so that everything would fall into place? Yeah, I think really just the focus was, um, you know, just on trying to get better every day. Um, obviously, you, you you have your your long-term goals, and I think everybody's playing in the minors and plays baseball wants to make it to the major league level. But at the end of the day, for me, especially coming off that injury, it was just trying to find a way to get back in the groove. Um, you know, and wherever I was, trying to find ways to help the team win. So uh, just taking it one day at a time. 
the time in, in Major League Spring Training, what did that do for your season in a positive way? Uh, I think it was extremely beneficial. Um, just to be able to have a chance, again, just to uh, interact and have a chance to be around the coaching staff and the players and, you know, to kind of see what things are like on a day-to-day basis there. Um, you know, I can't say enough, you know, about how much I enjoy that experience and I think the, the many benefits that it had for me. Greg Allen joining us, Tribe outfielder who has seen some playing time here in his first week in the major leagues. And we were talking earlier what it means to, to make a major league debut and, and take us inside what it meant to you when, when you finally got into a game. You're up here and you get into a game fairly quickly. Uh, what was going through your mind when, when that first happened? Yeah, you know, I, I think you're aware of the magnitude of the moment, um, you know, with it being a lifelong dream. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's it's still the game of baseball and something that, you know, I've had a passion for and enjoyed playing as I've grown up. Um, so, you know, I just tried to do the best I could to stay in the moment, um, appreciate the moment for what it was, and then uh, just go out there and try and compete. And you mentioned having that, that love for the game at, at a young age. You were talking earlier it's a really young age. I know for some players it's different than others, but but how about you? How long has this this dream been alive to get here? Yeah, you know, I started playing baseball um, at around the age of four or five. Uh, my dad got me into t-ball, and um, you know, you know, I fell in love with the game ever since. So, um, you know, when you're when you're that young, and obviously you're just playing the game just because you love to be out there, you love to have fun with it. As you get older, um, you know, you grow to see that there are some more opportunities, and you know, to have the the, the chance to play at at the major league level um, is, you know, I think at the heart of all that. So uh, to be able to have that dream realized and, you know, to be here and just be able to enjoy this, this opportunity, this moment means a lot. Were, were there ever some times, and it's your fourth pro season, so so not too too long a stretch. Uh, there's been others who, who've taken a little longer to get here, but uh, early on minor league days where you thought, man, that seems far away. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, you know, everybody has their challenges, and especially with the game of baseball and, as much failing as you do, you know, you're going to run into obstacles and hurdles. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just finding a way to be persistent, to be resilient, you know, to find a way to get better and work past those things and um, to kind of see where you end up. Terry Francona has mentioned that one of the fun things of September is seeing how the veterans welcome in some of the younger players. Who's been, been good along those lines for you so far? Oh, man, I think they've all been great, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it, I think that's that's what's so special about this team is just the makeup, you know, and, the guys that they have in and out of the clubhouse, you know, I think it's no surprise that um, they've had the success that they've had these past couple of years and with the coaching staff and this, this team, it's uh, it's really fun and really fun to be around. It makes it a lot easier for a young guy like myself from here to be able to come up and kind of get comfortable. And you're in a pennant race. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that, that definitely adds to the excitement. All right, Greg, thanks so much for coming by. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. That's Greg Allen. Another of the young Indians outfielders that has impressed this season here in Cleveland. Stay tuned. More to come as we conclude with Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are taking on the Orioles this weekend. Throughout the season, different coaches stop in and help the major league staff, especially in the month of September with many new players up from the minor leagues and an expanded roster. Former Indians infielder, very popular player here, John McDonald is now the infield coordinator for the minor league system for the Tribe. And Johnny Mack has been with the club since that Chicago portion of the road trip. And we had a chance to visit with Johnny Mack earlier this week, and he talked about what brings him around the team as they get deeper into the month of September. 
I think what the organization likes to do is bring different people in to help out. We've got a lot of extra players here as the minor league season winds down. Uh, we've only had two teams left playing uh, in the postseason, so we're bringing in extra coaches to help out and take some of the pressure off our, our, our major league staff with the younger players. And you show up, the team's in the midst of a ridiculous win streak that is now at 14 heading into play tonight. Uh, you've been here a couple of days uh, how special is a win streak that long, having played this game as long as you did and, and certainly been around it for a long time? This is uncommon. And, and what makes it so special? And being around this team, what, what allows this team to have success on a daily basis? Sure. Well, obviously, you don't see it very often, so it's, it's definitely very special. The unique thing about this is, is how many games of these games have come on the road. It's such a long road trip. It's about to end, and I think usually you would see a team sweep a homestand and then go on the road and, and have success and then go back home and have more success. You see a lot of a lot of road wins, which I think makes us even more impressive. But it's a it's a loose bunch that believes they can win, and just this will be my third day here, and, uh, watching how they interact with each other, how they how they prepare. We've had some lighter days on the field, but how they prepare inside and in the cages is. It's very, it's very professional, and the way they, they come out, they want to win. This team doesn't just want to play baseball. They want to win, and they enjoy winning. They enjoy slapping five at the end of the game. So it's a, it's a good combination of preparation and desire to be really good at your craft. John McDonald joining us, Indians infield instructor and, and coordinator. Rose throughout the system during the course of, of the season, and as far as AAA Columbus players, most of them are here now. Uh, AA and below and you can keep it to the infield if you want, but uh, what are you seeing there? What what can fans be excited about for that next wave of, of young prospects? I think we're, we're excited in the organization in player development for a number of players. There's some infielders that have been in Akron. Yu Chen Chang has developed into a, in, into a very good shortstop, and he's got some power to come along with it. Uh, Bobby Bradley's shown power the last couple of years, and this is the first year he has really dedicated himself to improving his defense. He's, he's put in the work. He's he wants to become more of a complete player, and the work that he did over the course of one offseason and throughout this season has really showed up when you watch him play. And it, it's encouraging from a coaching perspective, seeing a player do the work, see the results, and know that it, it's going to be contagious with him through this year. And, and you know, how we talk to, to Bobby is, is keep on doing it. You, know, you need to keep on getting better. Never stop getting better because you, you, you don't want to level out. You want to you want to, he's in double A, wants to get to triple A, triple A, want to get to the big leagues. Get to the big leagues, you know, you're, you work yourself in as a role player, you start playing, and you want to figure out how good you can be. So you should never stop getting better. And hopefully, um, I know Bobby's been listening to it a lot, and he's going to go out and execute it. I'm, I'm happy for him. Below that, uh, Willie Castro and uh, Sam Haggerty, the double play combination down in Lynchburg, have had a very productive year. They've, they've played solid defense. They've they get on base a lot. Sam Haggerty's stolen 40-plus bases. I think 45 or 46 bases he's stolen this year. Um, developing a lot of parts of our players' games to be able to hopefully you know, come up and contribute at the major league level at some point. A lot going on in the minor league system. You've done a, a bunch of different things. In the short period of, that you've been retired as a player, are you enjoying this part of it, the, the traveling around and being a part of the system and, and what could become future Cleveland Indians? Sure. I, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy it all. Um, obviously, being on the field with our, our younger players is, is a lot of fun. Um, spending more time coaching 
you know, coaching the coaches on how we want to coach the players. There's so many different coaches that have varying backgrounds of, of, of their play. I mean, some manager catchers, some managers, but Mark Budzinski in Akron is, a, is an outfield, played a little bit of first base. He's, he's left-handed. He spent a lot of time learning uh, more about infield play. Um, it's fun. It's fun working with because our coaches in, the, in, in our minor league system really want to learn, and they want, they want to do right by every player on their roster. So uh, spending time with them, talking about infield play, talking about defense is, uh, is an awful lot of fun, especially when you see it translate to the players and the player success. Um, getting to be up here, this is great. You get to watch, to watch Tito and Millsy go about how they, how they manage the game and watch Sarby coach third base. It's, you know, like when you, when you play, it's, there's really nothing like, you know, watching baseball game in the dugout at the fast pace when there's so many things going on and, and how players slow that down to have, have their own success. It's, it's always fun to watch and be a part of. So I appreciate them allowing me to come up here and be part of it. Part of it at a great time, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unique time of being up here. An independent race where I think four games up on Boston and three games behind Houston. So there's there's a sense of urgency to keep on playing well. And I mean, we get to watch Corey Kluber pitch tonight. So I get a great seat for that. Johnny Mack, always good to see you. Thanks for coming by. My pleasure. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us, and uh, we are pleased to say that our next show next week will come to you from right here at Progressive Field, as this is a nice, long homestand. Indians with a chance to settle in at home for the first time in a long time. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.